welcome, welcome your backup plan tribe to another wonderful podcast here with you guys. You are my my life. You guys are my life. So if you haven't liked, shared, or subscribed to our channel, please do. My name is Tina Ginn, Talking Taboo with Tina, uh, brought to you by your backup plan. Um, welcome. Welcome if you are new here. I am an emergency preparedness coach, best-selling author of In the Blink of an Eye. Yes. Remember, Jeannie, it's that quick. Things happen in the blink of an eye. I am a financial expert, an app developer of your backup plan app, and I'm located right here in Vancouver, BC. Welcome to our show. If you haven't liked, shared, or subscribed to our show, please do. It's down here. I bring out my hand. Just click on that subscribe button so you don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to our show. Um, today is a it's going to be an awesome show. Um, we have a special guest. His name is Stephen Machette, and he comes to us from London, England today. Um, he is going to talk about some interesting concepts about the biggest questions surrounding life, death, and what happens next. I can hardly wait. So let's take it a step further and let's get on to what your backup plan app is exactly. Well, it brings your life all into one place um, in case of any unpredictable circumstance while taking that painful aftermath out of that tragedy. What the heck does that mean, Tina? Well, one thing you can all count on is that we're going to get sick, we're going to get disabled, we're going to die, we're going to have a wildfire, we're going to have a flood, we're going to have a car accident, we're going to have something, something tragic, something disastrous, something is going to happen to each and every one of us. But what I found is that we're not prepared. And because we think it, it won't happen to me. Um, we're all Superman. What are you talking about, Tina? I'm Superman. Nothing's going to happen to me. Well, Mike Tyson said his famous quote is, everyone has a plan till you get punched in the mouth. So, you know, we, we try to help people each and every day, trying to help people, um, have con not conflicts with their family, hold con family conversations, discuss the concept, discuss what your wishes are, discuss what you want for retirement, discuss what you want if dementia or Alzheimer's hits, discuss conversations around disability, sickness, and death. So let's get this party started. Um, we have an exciting launch coming up very soon with our Emerging Blueprint program, which is going to talk about more about what you have, what you need to get prepared, what that looks like, how to do that, what documents do you need, what things you need to think about, what things that you can think about, and what options you have. And great library of interviews and videos from around the world. So I'm very, very excited about that. So let's thank our 
audience, our listeners today. Uh, thank you, United States and Canada for our great listeners today. And of course, England um, and our, our actually our third top listener is Germany. So meine deutsche Freunde sind unserem Podcast willkommen. Wenn sie Kommentare haben, können sie es gerne Fragen stellen. Also danke für deine Freundschaft und danke fürs Hören, meine deutsche Freunde. So thank you so very, very, very much. And Italy, and I don't have an Italian accent for you guys yet. I'll work on that with somebody that can help me with that Italian accent. So thank you, you guys. Thank you for coming on. Let's get this party started and let's bring on Stephen. Welcome, welcome, Stephen. Thank you. And how are all you lovely uh, people? <laughs> that's right. Um, Stephen comes to us from London, England. He is an author um, and he's in the entertainment and uh, business, I guess I could say. I'm sure he could... Um, explain it a little bit more. He's got a new book out. We've got to get out of this place. I'm so very excited to have you on our show today. Stephen, um, you know, where did all of this concept, where did this start for you? Where did my life start? I don't know <laughs> if it ever, I don't know if it ever ended. Right now, I'm just on a new journey. And I'm just cutting right to the chase and then you could dissect it. Everyone worries what happens when you die. Don't die. We sure do. No, you don't. Your energy. You do not die. Your body died. Your body's vehicle did die. But you're still here. And you're going to go somewhere. And so what I did is I've studied this for, it's funny, a half century, which is a long time. When I think about it, but I've studied it. I've lived all over the world. I've studied with the mystics. I've studied with the religions, the religious orders, the shaman. I, I've studied it nonstop. And this common denominator is in them all. And we know the answer. We are a consciousness that came from basically call it the ocean of consciousness from a supreme being, not a man-made God, a supreme being. And what we do is somehow or another, we floated through what became a space, you know, and in this space, a gravitational force brought us into this matrix called the universe where the sun shines and hides. And basically this matrix is created a gravitational force where our essence, our consciousness is now locked in this body. And inside this body, move around these particles. You know, this is quantum physics at its simplest. We are mm -hmm. both a solid, and that solid you see is made up of zillions of pieces of particles, zillions of cells that reproduce and change themselves. We are an energy that keeps this body moving. And when the body stops moving, which I believe it wears out no matter what we say, maybe 120 years. Yeah. But then, they, you know, and what we do, we sometimes end it prematurely. Maybe we didn't get the best model. You know, and what's really important is, and societies used to teach people what I'm sharing with you. They were called the schools of sacred knowledge. And what I've done is I've recreated these schools of sacred knowledge. And these sacred rights have become secret rights. 
And they're all over the world. Even the comedians that run the Vatican that tell you, you pray to God, you behave yourself. If you disbehave, you go straight to hell. If you behave, hey, you get to sit with God according to them. What are they yeah. telling you? You know, what are they telling you? And you believe it because you're scared. You can't begin to live if you're afraid to die. Live. It's a gift. It's the present. And in this book, I share with you, studied with the Tibetans, the, uh, the Hindus, the Buddhists, you know, and different Native American Indians in their ceremonies and chants. You know what? I've done this. I, I did it just because I believe that's why I'm here on Earth this time. Because I want to ascend. I've had it with planet Earth. You know, it's duality. You know, whatever's and good what is bad. And what happens when you ascend, Stephen? You go into a different matrix. You ascend. It's The Egyptians called it light as a butterfly. You know, you fl float like a butterfly. And you just ascend out of this dimension. And you sting a like a bee. Yeah, that's Muhammad. That's Muhammad Ali. There's Cassius Clay back in 1960. And by the way, I got to meet him and I got to know him. Because my, oh, really? my father was the business manager for Sugar Ray Robinson, who Muhammad Ali worshipped. And I, I got to know I got to know a lot of people in my life. That's my gift. But I like Muhammad Ali. I actually dodged him with him once. You know, I took my mom to the game too, and she couldn't believe it. But anyway, um, he was a good man, and he was an honest man. He had he had character. He said, "I'm good. I I've got nothing against the Viet Cong. Why should I go shoot him?" Well, the Catholic Church told America that we need the Catholic religion in the Vietnams, so America must protect the Catholic Church. That's a true story, by the way. And then what happened was the Catholic Church made a separate deal with North Vietnam in 1969, 1970. And the United States didn't know what to do because now they're in the middle of a war because the French, who wore the army for the Vatican, couldn't win in 1954. And why the United States and England gave the French back Vietnam after World War II when Vietnam was, was the army that fought the Japanese? You'll never understand unless you understand the Vatican made us do it. We're all scared of this man-made God. Well, guess what? That man-made God, if you believe the Bible, is bipolar. Because <laughs> that God will love you and kill you. It's bipolar. You know, and it's and in my books, I sit and teach it to you. I teach you there's a supreme being. They're called imperial religions and imperial governments. I come from love. I believe in love. And I believe we could get there. But how do we get there? We need to live and learn love. You know? Yeah. The answer to society is love. You know, if you love your family, the smartest thing you could do is do what you're asking people to do. Be prepared. Because when you're out of physical body, those possessions are history. You give them to your family because you love them. You don't sit there begrudging them. You don't sit there telling yourself you're not going to die. Maybe it's easy. You don't need all these strings and trappings. You give it to your wife who you love. You give it to your husband who you love. You give it to one or you give it and share it with your family. Yeah, take care of yourself in physical form. Don't sit there making them hate you because you screwed them over. You know, just yeah. be fair. Leave with love. You want love. You came in you with love. You need it. 
You came because of love. Your two parents made a song. It's you. You're a living embodiment of two people in love. It's more than sex. They sat there and they said, we're going to make a child. And this child, we will dedicate our lives. And do they? You know, you told me a story before that really horrified me, but I know it's true. All those dead children that they're finding in Canada. What is that? And it all revolves around the Catholic Church. What is this? And Latin is what the word Catholic means. And Catholic means true. Because every community always had a church. And the church, you met in the church with the north, the east, the west, and the south. It equals news, the gospel. You would come and share the gospel. You would come and say what's going on. Now you go to church and they have some clown talking to you, telling you what God wants and we're sorry. Christ I could kill you. It's what are they doing? The word British Columbia. Do you know what a Columbia is? A Colombo. What is that? It's Italian. The Vatican hides all their secrets in the word Latins. They call what's below the United States and Canada Latin American. What yeah. is that? That's the that's the Vatican's America. So what did the U.S. do? In 1823, they declared the Monroe Doctrine. They told all the other nations to stay out of Latin America. What is this? You know, in the United States, and, and when basically when with the British, we attacked Canada, and Canada was French, basically, and you were a Catholic nation, and the British took you over. So what happens when they took you over, the United States Northerners, they refused to pay the tax to pay for that war. We call it the French and Indian War. Over in Europe, they call it the Great Seven Years' War. And so what did we do? We, we being whatever they say my forefathers are here, we refused to pay for England to support the Catholics. When the United States was created in the colonies, the okay. Spanish colony they took over called Florida was given back to Spain. Then this is territory state called Vermont. Vermont became its own nation because the 13 colonies didn't want it. They didn't know what to do. They took it over in 1791 or 92 and made them, I think they were the 14th state or whatever they were. And then the only state that you could be Catholic in was Mary's land. That's where the name comes from, Mary. And boy, the name Mary comes from Mary, right? And that's where the word yeah. May comes from. So anyway, the word Columbia means message. It's the messenger that used to be a pigeon that would carry a message. It's the Columbia, C-O-L-U-M-B-R-A. It's in my book. I break it down for you. You know, it's called the oh. spiritual insomnia. You know, and basically, if you really want to analyze it, to this day, the United States, Canada, France, England, they worship ISIS. That's what Freemasons are. They're worshiping Osiris and ISIS and Horus, the Egyptian mythology. You know, and they get these secrets and they're all trying to find the sacred knowledge that our creators gave us. And I give that to you in a book called The Colonization of Earth and the Making of Mankind. And that's crazy. And I know these are truths because it's the only way I could connect and unravel the Bible. Right. If you look in the Bible, they called God the Nephilim. The Nephilim is plural. We had beings living here on Earth that had a much longer life expectancy than we do. And I'll teach you, this is all metaphysics. We have earth body parts. We rust in 120 years. 
they didn't have earth body parts. They no. had Nibiru body parts. And that Nibiru body part lived on a one Nibiru year. It's one year around the sun. Their Nibiru year took 3,600 earth years to go around the sun. I'll tell you something else that's interesting. If you're up there, you're on, um, I'm on miles and you're on the other, right? So there's eight kilometers equals five miles. Well, wh where did this come from? If it goes around the sun, eight times it takes to go around five. As silly as this may sound to people, when you have nothing else to do after you eat and take care of your the five your needs, you're going to sit and twiddle and diddle and you're going to figure out things to play with people. You'll just go there. Yeah, exactly. So what what brought you around the concept of life and death? What started you with that? I never believed people died and I could feel your energy. I'm an intuitive for energy. I feel energy. I watch life leave. And I know mm -hmm. I wasn't crazy. And I started searching it. Then because I was raised by my dad, who was a music lawyer, and he, and he, he dealt with a lot of intuitive people, you know. Creative Idolist. people? Idolists. They had ideas. They had imagination. They didn't let the school system tell them, you can't go there. In the of England, as opposed to the United States, excuse me, they take those people, the idolists, they take them out of school and they put them in arts and science schools. They recognize that because not all of us have that urge. Most yeah. of us are just new sheep. We're going to be a good boy. He, what a lovely boy he is, right? Andrew Gold sang that song. And you go to these schools that brainwash you. They teach you how to be a good citizen. They teach you how to dress so you dress like everybody else. So everyone knows you believe the same imperial religions and the same imperial governments. But you'll find that all the creative people come out and create new ways of living. Don't yeah. subscribe to any of those theories. They will duplicate stuff. The people that changed our world, the people that made the Internet. You know, they did not subscribe and they did not shut off their mind. Albert Einstein, one of my f favorites, right? He didn't fool. He was a post office man and he heard the noises in his head and he got into, you know, he basically got into physics and then he started dealing with quantum physics and he knew there was a noise. He knew there was a, there was a cord that attaches all of us. I call it the supreme being. We all live in a matrix. You know, it runs the same way the electronic, uh, the electric grid does in our electricity system. And in my books, and it's detailed, and I, I welcome, you know, if it's a great science fiction movie, if you don't want to believe me, but I'll tell you, it will change your life. I promise you. And I've, I've been very fortunate because I've been able to go around the world, produce, yeah. you know, or handle artists from Genesis to Bobby Brown, to worked with the Wu-Tang Clan. I worked with the creator, Stan Lee. You know, I, I've been around. And it's beautiful. Been around the block. So I've been around speak. the block. And now I'm in your block. You know, I sat in your green room. And all of a sudden, some visions came to me. And I'm looking at it. And I'm like, this woman knows what she's doing. And you're a pleasant woman. And you've got the personality where you're going to help people. 
regardless of me. You're special. You're a gifted woman. And I'm honored to be talking to you. And I thank you for letting me express myself. (laughs) That's so sweet today. You just made my day. That is the sweetest thing. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you. No, but it's truth. You're a gift. You're a gift to people that don't know what to do. And we all don't know what to do. I need gifts. I need someone to come along. I need someone to talk to me. I mean, in 2015, I'm breaking the biggest new band in the world. I have my son in the middle of it. And all of a sudden, the band goes nuts and my son's dead. I wasn't prepared for that. But all I knew what to do. When was that, Stephen? When was that? In 2015. Oh, I'm sorry. All I knew what to do was to help everyone around because Baron was running this band. And there are people from all over the world. Like, how did he die? Why did he die? Baron was 27. And all I knew how to do was to express to all of them, shit happens. And my son's not dead. He's here. And he wants to, wanted everyone. I spoke for him. I buried him in, um, I buried him in four cities. I buried him in Miami. I buried him in LA. I buried him in New York. And I buried him here in London, which was basically our sacred geometry of the Meshats. You know, and that's how I met Debbie, a a woman that I'm married to now. I first met her in 1964. And other than, hey, you know, that's all we ever did. We go, hey, you know, it's like, then in 1970, she wasn't there to do hey anymore. But anyway, Uh where'd she go? She went her way and I went my way, like Fleetwood Mac. And then, (laughs) (laughs) and then what happened was, in 2015, she saw that I put it on Facebook. Basically, I didn't know what to do. So I shared it with everyone that Baron was hovering around me. And he's, you know, and he's like, um, I shared it and she got hold of me on a PM, if you want to call it, that means, or SM, you know, message, private message. Private message, yeah. Yeah, whatever I they want to call it. it. Oh. And she told me that her son died and he died. You know, as as a younger boy, and he he passed away, and she told me that she's lived it, and if she ever needs, if I ever need someone to talk to, I'm here for you. Oh. It's beautiful, right? You came back together. Yeah, but not right away. <laughs> so what happened is she helped me run for the U.S. Senate. We became friends, and I had callings. I had to finish. I have ten books, and they were all basically being written since. The truth is 1968 when I read Chariots of the Gods. I'm like, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. This was not made up. And they have all these cuneiform books all over the Middle East. And the Vatican has the books in their vaults downstairs. And um, I finished my books and I was in Miami getting cataracts. And this is a message from the beyond. I believe it's our two sons, right? I'm looking at Facebook because... Though I can do more than one thing. And um, I'm looking at AD, you know, and I'm looking at Facebook and she came up. It was February 14th, 2020. And heard an echo. I'm like, I heard either you talk to her now or you will blow it forever. So I called her and she told me that she was busy the next day. And I also heard in her silence, you know, because we do give messages in breath and the absence of breath. 
what's he bothering me about now? But anyway, um, <laughs> we went for lunch. And then the next thing is because I get in the middle of a lot of stuff. I said to her, because, you know, she had an energy, a gravitational force, Debbie's matrix. And she's pulling with even knowing it, maybe really knowing it. Yeah, I said, it has the strings attached. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's an energy. It's batteries, right? And yeah, what happens was I said, we have it's to like go to, I have to, yeah. So I had this Cuban music orchestra playing. And I went down there with Debbie. I said, come with me. Tell me what you think. So she came down there. Because I'm figuring if I'm going to do this, she's going to have a life like she'll never remember. That she never thought of. Because I get in the middle of a lot of stuff. And then we kept talking to each other. But who knows or whatever. And then one day I leave. And she's like, thank God he's gone. You know, <laughs> I, I was leaving. I don't hear her in the background. She's here. There she so, is. Uh, <laughs> so what happened was I knew something bad was going to happen because I have that in my bones. So I decided I'm going to go watch the Houston Astros play the Mets in an 11 a.m. game because they needed the field for the Atlanta Braves next game. So I'm with this woman who wants to put me on speaker shows in West Palm Beach. And I go there and then she didn't go to baseball game with me. I went by myself. And I said, I'll meet you. Pick a restaurant. Tell me where. So she told me to go to this restaurant. Yeah, not Debbie. <laughs> Debbie's correcting me. So this other woman, and who's a friend of mine, and thinks she's some whatever, and into it. <laughs> and, and she wanted me to give lectures to her audiences. So I go to this restaurant, and we meet her. And I walk in, and there's Debbie sitting with her two best friends. And she thought she was done with me. And I thought I was done with her. And we're like, uh-uh. Something big or more powerful is sitting in one of us. They and put you we, together again. Yeah. And then the day before my country closed down, I was going back to Cuba. Or I was going to go to have dinner with Debbie. I had dinner with Debbie and voila, there's life. It was all so, over with COVID, after that. We, did, we had COVID together, and Debbie helped me finish three books. Holy no, cow. Books. I finished four books. The History of Viruses and Their Effects on Mankind, a 13,000-year history of what people do to Earth to make more food so urban centers could survive. That's where all the diseases come from. And I give you the history. I give you the history of where it came from, where the centers that did it, it's urban centers, if you notice. And Wuhan in China is an urban center where it comes out of. And oh, yes, sure. it, came out, it came out of the chemicals. But it came out of the chemicals they were putting in earth, you know, to make more food. The earth womb changed. If I shot you up with toxins, your next child would not be the same. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah. And we don't make children like we used to. We're making children with toxins. And we're making children as vegetables because we have video games where we teach kids and we're not smart enough to stop it. And the United States military owns some of these things, as does the French. They own the video game companies where they sit there and they watch how someone could just kill with their drones. That's what it is. It's drone exercise. And drones changed warfare. You no longer see who you're killing. So there's no, no human emotion. 
what went on in Texas, no one will say this to you. And I can't believe they don't do it. And if Stephen Machat was the, the legal champion, I'd sue them all for sitting and basically polluting young minds that are looking for leadership. They're not looking to be left alone. They're not looking to sit in their home and play video games. And I'm not an innocent because I worked with yeah. Stan Lee, who knows all, who knew all about the Anakis. He and I would talk about it. He said, why don't you teach this to people? He said, they think, think I was crazy. They think I'm a creator. I'm like, whatever. And then, you know, he passed away. And I'm sitting here and I have all this knowledge. I've worked with so many people. And each and every one of you give me a lesson. You do. And if, if you That's smile at me as I smile at you, as you turn around and look at me, and I turn around back to look at you, it's just, okay, there's a spark. There's an energy. It's called love. It ain't sex. We make it sex, and then all of a sudden, we destroyed love. You know, yeah. because love does not require ownership. That's the difference between Jesus, the prophet of love, the word Christ. We've got so confluted in our heads. The word Christ comes from a word called Christos. The word Christos is Greek. The Roman world took over the Greek world. The Greek world was the philosophical world. They took the word Christos, meaning Messiah, which was the Samaritan word that the Hebrews used. That's right. It meant the messenger. The message with what? It was a message of love. It's the first time love was ever used. There is not one word using love anywhere in that Old Testament, in anyone's version. All the Islamic religion did, is, and they got twisted too, was they made a religion based on love. The paradise. And it got twisted. Oh, these people are bad. God wants me to kill them. It doesn't say that in that Bible. It doesn't yeah. say that. And it says there will be peace on earth when we all have one God. Well, maybe the word should be one supreme being. You know? And the Catholic Church decides it will be our God, and we're sitting here. They collect money from people. When Notre Dame went down, they had insurance, and then they told you to give them money. And it's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> what, they don't have enough? They give ice in the winter. And other than an Eskimo, he doesn't need it, or she doesn't need it. What are you going to do with their ice? You just sit there. Have you ever gone to Avion in France? No. That's where they had the second pope. France and Italy. And there was no Italy. It was the Italian states. You know, if you Google right now, Google there, 1868, the Vatican cities and executioners, they were executing people in the in those cities, the plazas, just like the Arabs do in Saudi Arabia in 1868. Really? The world that, yeah, look it up. And the world that we live in now, it's right there. It's crazy. Wow. Wow. I could go on that and on. I, lo I love life and I like sharing what I become aware of. And then what you people, other people, including me, you figure out how to balance it. Right. You have but to. But if, if you love your family, take care of them. Because you and that body will not be here forever. No. no. And if you understand that this is your gift, this is your present, spend time with your family. Spend time with your loved ones. Don't worry about getting more. What are you going to do with more? 
You know what eating more is? Try eat a potato chip. I bet you can't eat one. All of a sudden, you have possessions. And then you want more. And you want more. And your neighbors are there. And this and that. It's called capitalism, which is vampirism. That's true. Yeah. Or to have yeah. it what everyone else has. And But do they have love? Not very many. Do they, Stephen? No. Nope. And you know something? You will never get 100% love because when that happens, your battery, your individual consciousness, which starts with ego, it's where you edge God out. And as you start rejoining the groups, going home to God, you'll never hit absolute zero, which is what I tell you in the book. And that's mm -hmm. called the Big Bang Theory because you will always make a new universe. They're always being created. And it just goes on and on. And you know what happens if we all go home? You have the reverse of a Big Bang Theory. Oh. It's zero. And they teach this to you. The Big Bang Theory. It's energy making new universes. You yeah. Your energy ascended. It goes beyond. It makes geometrical objects that basically lock you in a, a matrix. Look at our body. Look how it works, right? And they don't teach you what I'm about to share with you. You're a star, beautiful being. You're special, unique, and extraordinary. Your head, your two arms, your two legs, that's the five stars you look at at night. You're just yeah. a mirror of what came before. And there's endless and endless stars. And it's a, I look at beauty, and I get upset when I see people live in hate. Yes. And now at this stage in my life, I have Debbie's love. I mean... That's what we want to do. And we're going to do it through the school of sacred knowledge. I, well, I, I mean, I talk about that, especially when someone's passing away and to be present, be in the moment, appreciate it because you can't get that time back after it's gone. Not in physical form. And no. at that moment, you could help that person ascend. Don't make them want to come back. <laughs> it's like <laughs> or go. Yeah, it's like all right. What, what are you doing to me? And I discuss why people don't ascend. And it's in Act Seventeen. I promise you, if nothing else, I give you good stories there that you will laugh and smile. But I tell you what happens. You know, all of a sudden, you've got your grandmother or grandfather in your head telling you, "I want you to go out with this girl. This is the family I wanted you to be with." I want you to do this job. I want you. Well, excuse me. Live your life, not your grandparents' life. And we in physical form are living our grandparents' life. We're doing yeah. what they did. It's insane. Bad and good. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that the truth? So what, um, what do you think was the most eye-opening concept that you came across? from the time you started this till today? What was the most outstanding concept that you came across that you have, that you think is amazing? The birth of a new baby. It's magical. These trees all of a sudden growing their flowers growing their leaves. It's magical. 
they fall to the ground and they get digested by different forms of bacteria or whatever you want to call the ants. And earth regenerates itself. Of course, there's reincarnation. All that energy stuck here until you could fly away. And the most beautiful thing is when you watch coming out of, I don't remember what they call it, but when they're in the um, cocoon, in the like trees, that. cocoon, the cocoons. And you have a choice if you're in that cocoon. You could come back as a moth or you could leave as a butterfly. The most beautiful concept I know is if you fulfilled your life and you discovered as much you can, the love that you could share, the love that you could give, and the love that you could receive. And if you learn how to balance those three things, your last breath here on earth could be a butterfly and you could mm -hmm. fly away. That's really beautiful. Did you have that in your book? No. You should. <laughs> <laughs> That's on your next one. <laughs> That's what for about, people on your show. Yeah. Well, you, you before the show, you were talking about your chakras. So why don't you tell us about a little bit more about that? What do you think that has to do with, with the part of dying? And what do you think we that got has to Okay, you got seven chakras, seven sources. Okay, so you got basically your anal, your sex organs, chakra one, right? Well, basically your anal. That's where you excrete, right? And then you got your sex organs, which is chakra two. That's where you reproduce. Chakra three are all the organs, which are independents. They have their own mind and own consciousness, and they work as a machine. They're a computer. Okay, so now what? Well, every animal has that, or mammal. And the mammals, which we are one, you know, you eat, you sleep, you shit, and you go, and you excrete. Great, now what? Mm -hmm. But we're different. We were created, and we were embedded with the ability to speak and communicate, to have the insight to do more. But we have what they tell you is the third eye, but it confuses people. Really, what we have is we have the ability to shut down our minds. Mm -hmm. But the minds have a default mechanism. You'll start wondering and having fears. What's going on? And you can't meditate and get into that higher space, which can override your entire body and make you more than you were. You know, and... I've practiced meditation. Sometimes I just walk and I'm talking to people, but I'm in two areas. I'm in your presence and I'm somewhere else. And then you have your crown where you can hear noises from beyond. You're an angel living in a beast. And your heart is where you balance it. Your heart works very simple. It takes in, it takes out. Your heart runs your lungs. And the heart and the lungs cannot be shut off. That's the machine. That's what your energy does. Just keeps the, going around, yeah. I guess. And what's really interesting, like most people, if I told you to get up, get up and do a circle, you'll go to your right. You'll go clockwise, mm -hmm. which is what which is what Earth does around the sun. That's what the proteins do. They travel with the earth going around the sun. 
But your electrons go counterclockwise. They go with the sun around the universe. And if you sit there and do this, the most energy you'll get is when those two circles meet in the middle. And in the middle is the neutron. And that has, you can feel it. You can feel that energy. And that's you. You're that energy. And you, when you're balanced, exude energy. And when you don't have it, you're basically sadness. You don't have energy. And there's low points of energy. There's high mm -hmm. points of energy. I've taken exercises that the Vatican calls voodoo, yoga, kundalini. That's no, no, no. You can't do that. Well, you need to do that. You need to get the particles moving in your body, mm -hmm. you know, and just get it. You do yoga. I don't even know you do, but I bet you do. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know exactly what I'm saying to you. Get out there and stretch. Get out there and pump. Just pump yourself. You know, get that energy moving. Get up. If you're sad, close your eyes and start pumping your stomach and go for it. Do it long and slow if you're really sad and speak to the departed if that's what you need. They'll talk to you. You will get a message. It's an image. It's not someone going in here. Hello, planet Earth. I'm standing right here. No, but it's a message. You know, it's like it's you will feel the energy. All of a sudden, it will be a flash of love. You'll smile and you'll remember what you take from Earth is not the goal you stole. What you take from Earth is the memories you created, those magic moments, these magic moments. You know, it's yours. Own it. Live it. Love it. Well, and understand. Well, especially when you're when you're passing away, you don't want to have regrets and feel miserable about what you did in life, do you? Well, you're coming right back. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna come right back and get even, you know. <laughs> Learn except, that one again. <laughs> yeah, well, except you know, it, you may be coming back saying, "Lovely to see you again," and you're gonna go get even. Except you yeah. may not see you may not see that energy again. And all you're going to do is revisit Earth where all those empires have turned into sand. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. It's fascinating. It is. It actually is. And to, to think that art and science have so much in common. They're the same thing. Mm -hmm. All creation is art. And all creation becomes science. Yeah, that's amazing. So what do you... What do you say for what is the meaning of life? To learn to share love. The answer to why life is to find it. The answer to what you're going to find is how to share it. Mm -hmm. You need to share your energy because none of us are God. Share it. That's the jerk. Well, and it feels so good to share. Yeah. You know, smile at people when you walk by them. If you see someone sad, why not tell them it's something beautiful? Just, you know, t tell them what you're feeling. You know, don't sit there and go look at this bum. Yeah. And not worry about what they're thinking because you, you can't can convict help people that. because some people are bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You can't help what people have in their mind or how they take you, right? Yeah. Move on. 
-hmm. It's their don't issue. Let, don't let bad energy hitchhike. Yeah. If you feel it there, get rid of it. Sweat yeah. it out. I, I didn't ask for you to come on board. <laughs> yeah. You may have, with your low energy, you may have let them in. But when you realize they're in there, get it out. Yeah. Um, what, what was the next one? What happens when we die? Did we cover that? Yep. And how did we get here? Somehow, our consciousness got stuck in this matrix and we separate as individual pieces and we become basically an individual looking to rejoin the whole. That's why we join whole groups. You know, we don't have all the assets. We don't have everything we need. Your asset may be one thing. Well, I'll go to baseball. It's easier. Yeah. You can't play every position, right? So, all right. You may be the right field and this one may be the catcher. But if you don't have nine players playing that field, 12 Pretty. is what we, what we do in, in our lifetimes. We have a clock that's 12. You can't have three o'clock unless you have two o'clock, right? Right. And you all share that Unless sundial. you're really, really drunk. <laughs> yeah. And then and you're not aware you anyway. <laughs> you're not aware anywhere. It didn't matter. <laughs> um. What about um, who's really in control then? You are. But do we pick who we're going to be when we come back? I really believe the following. You choose your parents. You're not in control of what, because now you're part of a, you're part of a pinball game. You're, you're sitting up there and different energies bounce into you. They bounce off you and it's like, what is this? It's crazy. So why do we pick our parents then? What do you think? There's, there's something there that will get you where you need to go. So we have them for lessons to take us further. Yeah. Yep. I believe. So that. would they be like soulmates then? Well, soulmates is, it's a different thing. Yeah, you've you've had we're all soulmates. Every single breathing, whatever you want to call us, mankind are all soulmate. I don't care if you're Chinese. I don't care if you're a talisman from Australia, whatever. We're all soulmates. Yeah, because we're human yeah. beings. Yep, and then we're shaped by our geography. And then we're shaped by the families we've born into, the community that their family lives in. Just stay true to you. If it fits, wear it. If it doesn't fit, don't put it on. Right. Um, what kind and of if you did put it on, oh. And if you did put it on, learn it's okay to take it off. True. And don't wait too long to take it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I did. <laughs> but let it go. You know, we all do it. Yeah. Because you, you get wisdom and you understand, okay, I'm 28 and this, this one's a monster. Well, get out of it. You know, well, what do I do? Well, what do you do? You do it again. Come on. 
Wait for next season. Get out there and go to practice. Relearn who you are, not who you were. Right. Move on. Easier yeah. said than done. But you can do it. Yeah. Yeah. So is this your first, um, is this your second marriage then or partnership? Nope. <laughs> <Steven>. <laughs> it's my third. Oh, it's well. Debbie's. It's Debbie's third too. Oh well, there you go. You had something in common. Yeah. I'll make you laugh. Many years ago, I, I knew Frank Sinatra, and by whatever, and we were talking whatever, whatever, and she was whatever. He grabs me by the elbow when she goes to the bathroom. He said to me, because Barbara was his third. He looks at me and he goes. The third's the charm. <laughs> In some cases. No, he said that to me when, you know, when I introduced her, when she went to the bathroom, he goes, third time's the charm, son. <laughs> so apparently to him it was anyways, right? Well, he knew that I would be going through one. He judged her real quick. Oh. I wonder how. You have an inner knower. You could read energy. Especially, yeah. I, I look at you right now. You could read energy. Yeah. You could tell when it's sincere, honest, it's light. You couldn't have done this when you were 20. You'd be asking yourself, why am I feeling the way am I feeling? And what happens is you're stuck in an ocean and you're in a wave and you go and had to get out of the ocean. Yeah. Don't panic. Swim, go really what it is is people need to learn how to be by themselves. But in our society, you turn on the TV and see you later. Yeah. Or play video yeah. games and learn how to kill. Yes. I I've never agreed with those things, anyways, but I like the create your house and your life in Sims, but that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. <laughs> um, well, what kind of last message do you think you would have for the listeners? Discover love, live it, share it. Use it. <laughs> Use it and become more. Use it and use it where you have no wants or needs. You can learn to just be. And it's almost impossible. Just get to that point and you'll have a better life. Yes, and people have a hard time feeling what love is. Because they have wants and needs. They think it's getting a gift. It's like, okay, I got a gift. Thank you. You know? Or a smile. It's like taking some. Or... Yeah. Oh, no, a smiles. That's not love. That's what they tell you. But you know something? You know it real well. A smile is love. I know it is. Because yeah, all of a sudden what you've done is you've just removed all the wrinkles in your face. And you just became the pure you. 
All the clouds are done. So those people that you meet that don't smile, like, you know, the, that old saying where, you know, they would crack their face if they smiled. You yeah, know those I, type? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're, they have no love in them then. They weren't empty. <laughs> yeah. And I believe, I believe you could inhale it in and get over it. You could put the oh. gas of air. Love potion number nine. Just breathe it in. <laughs> okay. Who's saying that? A lot of people did. Oh, but did they? It, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it came out of, uh, let's see. Love potion number nine. Searchers. Yeah. Yeah. It was from Cap Records. Yeah, you still got it there, Stephen. You still got it. Well, thank you. And thank you for letting me talk to you. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate it very, very much. I'm on it. Thank you, Debbie, in the background. Thanks. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> So don't go anywhere, Stephen. Um, we're just going to say goodbye. I, I hate to say goodbye to Stephen. Uh, he's been a super wonderful guest on our show today. And I want to take a moment and get my hand out so that you subscribe to our channel down here in the corner. Don't forget, if you like, share, and subscribe, because if you found us here on the show, you found us for a reason today, I'm sure. Um, you don't find anything by chance. There's nothing by coincidence in life. So if you were thinking about that someone in special in your life right now when you've been watching the show that you haven't said, I love you too in a long time, pick up that phone, go knock on their door, pick up Zoom, Facebook, whatever it is, we still have phones. Tell them how much you love and care about them today because you don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. And stay tuned for our podcast and our live streams. I have great conversations with some of the most interesting and accomplished people in the world today. Look at, we have Stephen Machette here today. I think you'll be entertained and informed and hope that we've inspired you and motivated you to start thinking about your unique plan what's up with you. Nobody's Superman. Expect the unexpected. And we all are on all podcast platforms, YouTube, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook. And we have all of Stephen's information um, down below in the description box. So don't forget to check Stephen out. And his last book is that is your last book, isn't it, Stephen? We've got We've to got... get out of this place. Yep. That's my newest. Okay. So that's his newest, but check out his other ones on Amazon. Uh, is it Amazon UK, Amazon America? It's on all of them. On all of them. Okay. So but it's on all to, of them. And you could go to Stephen Machat, S-T-E-V-E-N-M-A-C-H-A-T.com, my site, or you could go to my school, the schoolofsacredknowledge.com. Okay. I'll add those to the description box yeah. down below. And there I give you um I give you a free book so you can understand a little cool. bit more. It's okay. basically a book called Revelations, and I help people understand. 
if you just sign in, it's yours, and I bless you with it. Awesome. So don't Thank forget you. that, you guys. Yeah, don't forget to check that out, and I'll make sure I add that to the description box. And everybody that comes on our show, we all know that Tina sings Carol Burnett because she was a great, great entertainer, and she is dear to my heart. I'm so glad we had this time together just to have a laugh or sing a song. Seems we just get started, and before you know it, comes a time we have to say so long. And I know Stephen knows who Carol Burnett is. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> So thank you, everybody. Thank you, Stephen, again, for coming on the show. I'm truly, truly blessed to have you come on. Um, and be kind, stay safe, expect the unexpected. Thanks, everybody. And thank you. And take care, everybody. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Don't go anywhere. <laughs>